You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. Uh, our market watcher said he was quite excited about the education space, uh, talking about the prospects of Kiro being a 10-bagger, a word that we learned, um, a company that delivers 10 times its original investment. But uh, the new CEO of uh, Kiro dropping uh, his latest report card today. Kwabas Lopsha is his name. He starts in the position in January. And uh, what he told uh, the market today was that the private education group reported higher learner numbers in the year to December and said that enrollments were still strong. In fact, coming in at around 73,047 learners as of February. And this even as the cost of living crept Higher. We do have Quibus Lopesha on the market update uh, for more. Quibus, it does seem like our parents are willing to pay for education. And this is despite the fact that things are getting a lot more expensive. So talk to us about this and uh, what grade levels you are seeing the uh, most interest in and the most new enrollments in across your schools. I think, I mean, in terms of, of intake, I would say high school uh, would be, uh, you know, an attractive space, an aspirational space uh, for, for quality education. Uh, and so that would be attracting much of the, let's shall we say, enrollment growth. Uh, but then, you know, our primary schools and, and pre-primaries also, also are getting attention. So I think younger families uh, tend to be under a little bit more pressure financially. Um, and so they've made, you know, they kind of, it, it appears, uh, there appears to be a trend that they, they join private schooling maybe a little bit later, grade four, grade five, uh, or grade eight. Um, but we've got entrance uh, across all grades. Mm-hmm. And what's also interesting is the level in which tuition fees across your schools rose, uh, well, at group level in the period. I mean, almost double that of inflation. And you also note that you cut the discounts that were offered on fees this time around, and yet your learner numbers still continue to grow. Uh, do you reckon it will still stay, just given the fact that things are still pretty tough out there, and some even say that it could get worse? Yeah, look, it's, I mean, it's very difficult. I don't think it's been easy at all over the last few years, never mind <laughs> just in the last while. So, so I think um, consumers, uh, I guess, are under strain, but they're also resilient, and they, they find a way, and certainly when it comes to their children, uh, they're passionate about the best opportunities possible. I think in just reference to the uh, fee increases, I think it's just important to unpack that because uh, I think the uh, if you kind of consider revenue up 17% and then the components of that ancillary revenue up 36%, and that's really a normalization post-pandemic um, in things like, you know, aftercare and bus services and so on. Uh, and then you know, fee income up 15.8%, of which, yes, you're right, discounts were lower. But in fact, if you look at the level of discounts, it's, it's back to the level it was in 2019 as a ratio of revenue. So I think, again, a, a normalization. Uh, and then you're looking at the, the, the increase in tuition uh, fees, and that was about 14.5% in total. But, but I think very important to appreciate that you must deduct the volume growth and learners from that. So 6.4% off that gets you to about 8%. And that would substantially represent the, the actual increase in a fee that a parent received for 2022. Mm-hmm. How many parents haven't unfortunately been able to keep up with the costs of education uh, given the difficulties in the economy? How, how many uh, students have had to uh, fall away as a result of their parents not being able to pay? 
Look, it's a hard question because, you know, when people leave, they don't necessarily admit, you know, acknowledge, uh, you know, all the reasons why they leave. I think in, in 2022, we probably saw about a thousand uh, learners uh, in addition to 2021 um, that exited for financial reasons or due to financial duress. Um, and so I think overall, um, you know, we saw nice enrollment interest coming in 23, higher than in 2022. Uh, so, so I think all in all, um, you know, I think there is duress, uh, but there is this uh, constant flight to the quality education that we offer. Sure. I know that Takiro has also had numbers historically on how many students were leaving uh, the schools because their parents were leaving the country. And I don't know if you still have that uh, data and what that kind of uh, action looks like right now. Yeah, look, I think we, I think we monitor, we monitor that. There's a reason. I think there's there's a, this concept of semigration, mm-hmm. and that would be parents bring across our footprint. And I think our national footprint and the extent to which we offer schools in different parts of the country uh, means that families are orientating their, their moves, in a sense, to, to around that footprint to, to maintain their presence in our schools. Uh, if you talk about immigration explicitly, uh, that number was higher. It was about 300 learners more in 2022 than 2021. So I guess across the 73,000 learners that we have, not super material, but but still a pity when uh, when we have uh, countrymen leaving our shores. Sure. And are they leaving for better opportunities in terms of jobs or are they leaving because of the frustrations that they may have with South Africa? Do you know that kind of information? Uh, well, we certainly don't have uh, any any kind of view on that. Um, and I guess the, you know, just the opposite view is that we... We, we, we seem to be good as, as, as a country talking about the people leaving, but there are, of course, also people uh, joining sure. uh, and coming back. And coming back, yeah. And so sometimes I feel we must start tracking that as well. So you don't do that presently, or do you have those numbers? No, no we don't. Okay. We don't. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, looking at the other side of that coin, also uh, very important. But uh, circling back to your numbers, you have set aside quite a bit of money for capital expenditure in the year ahead, some 800 million rand or so. Uh, very sizable, but uh, quite notable that it's a lot less than in previous years. Uh, talk to us about the reduced uh, capex this time around and where it will be going. Yeah, I think, I mean, this is a business that over the last 25 years has invested significantly in, in schooling in this country. We've put down schools, you know, more than 12 billion rand worth of, of facilities. I think we've reached a point where, uh, you know, we've we've got a significant national footprint. Uh, we've got good representation around the country. And we're now firmly focused on the schools that we have. In other words, you know, we're not, uh, we're not going to be rushing to build new schools uh, because we've got about 30% capacity that we can fill in our existing facilities. And so the investment that, that we that we make from here in CapEx is orientated around expanding and supporting growth in our existing schools. Um, and in the year 2023, that 800 billion would contain about 400, 450 million relative to that. Uh, and then there's about 250 million rand, uh, both in 2022 and in 2023, uh, that would be on the ongoing maintenance, uh, the refurbishment and the uh, occasional replacement uh, of uh, both the uh, buildings and, of course, the assets and, and furniture and those kind of things and equipment within those. Um, 
and that stands to reason if you can appreciate 800,000 square meters of buildings in our portfolio. So, so I think um, all in all, then uh, ongoing kind of maintenance capex of about 250, about 400 to expand facilities 450, and then we've got a uh, we've got an investment in, in in energy independence of about 46 million earmarked for 2023. That follows about 45 million in 2022. Energy independence. So you going off the grid? Yeah, I think you know it's the effect of load shedding has clearly been a, a challenge, but I think we see it as an opportunity. I think we're not a, a high energy or electricity consumer, and there's a real opportunity here to to transfer and transition into into more environmentally friendly options and to move off the grid. Uh, we think there's, there's, there's certainly benefit in, in, in cost and, of course, less disruption uh, in the future if we can pull that off. All right. Aquabus, uh, we'll leave it there for now. Uh, so thanks so much for your time. Aquabus uh, Lopesha, he's the CEO at Curo. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.